the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks so much for being with us on the Bob France Authority. We are guest-free on this free-for-all Friday, the first morning of the second month of the year of our Lord, 2019. So uh, guest-free, which means very short hold times. Dial now. We'll get you up and on the radio. Got a lot of people on hold already as we start our number two. Before I do go to those calls, though, briefly... I want to do. I, I like to use Friday programs for kind of a cleanup. Uh, this is a day to uh, pour in all of the stories that I didn't get a chance to comment on during the week because we are so hammered with another story. And in this particular case, of course, it was the uh, horrific um, uh, New York and Virginia abortion uh, late-term abortion stories. As the left just pushes itself further and further and further away from mainstream America and into the pits of hell. Quite frankly, there are other stories that we didn't get a chance to talk about, and I want to hit one of those right now in California. The California State Senate has established new rules, and those new rules include no more feminine or masculine pronouns while doing business on the California State Senate floor or in State Senate committee meetings. No more he or she. So says this woman. Do I, do I question her? Gender, since she is essentially suggesting that there are no genders? I don't know. But when you listen to her, she doesn't even know how to follow her own rules. Listen to the insanity coming from the place that should be included in the uh, on the southern side of a border wall, California. Uh, our first order of business is to approve the committee rules. Uh, I'd like to note uh, in uh, respecting the fact that we are now a state recognizing uh, the non-binary designation uh, as a, a gender, uh, he and she, uh, we are now merging them so that we are using what my uh, grammar teacher would have had a heart attack over. We are using the phrase they. Um, and rep- they is not a phrase, you unimaginable dolt. Placing uh, other designations so that it's a gender-neutral designation of they, and we've done that. No, it's a plural. It's a plural form of, uh, of two nouns. It is, it is a plural. I is a singular noun. We or they are plural nouns. Please stop. Through most of the, basically that's... Pronouns that would be. The primary mm-hmm. reforms and revisions to the committee rules. So, um, uh, and I appreciated Senator Monning observing uh, that the chair is she, but uh, in the spirit of gender neutrality for the rules of this committee, it uh, <laughs> now designates the chair as they. Um, so the world is a different place. No, California is a different place. You freaks truly belong, like I said, the border wall needs to, to extend not just across the southern border, but up into and on the on the eastern side of the state of California. Let's just go ahead and count that on the other side. Quite frankly, I wish we could wall the place off. Uh, my grammar teacher's long gone, and I won't be hearing from her. Uh- from who? <laughs> that's how lunatic that's how, how how loony these people are i mean honestly 
There's a reason she said her and not them, because her grammar teacher was one. One person. A grammar teacher. Not more than one. That's why she couldn't even say them in explaining her own ridiculous rules. Um, and if any of you... From them, exactly. From they. Uh, but uh, for any of you who may hear from an old grammar teacher, blame it. I am a grammar teacher. I am not old. And I am telling you that I will never call you they or them. You are a biological female. You are a she. You are a her. There will never be anything that can change that, no matter how ridiculous and politically correct you idiots want to sound. on me. So, well, we should, as it is rooted in our nation's constitution that a woman has a right to control her own body. And it make- is? First of all, woman, how, are you, how do you know if somebody's a woman? You just said we're gender neutral. Number two, you just said her own body. Make her own choices. Her own choices. And uh, in consultation with her family or her family, her doctor, or with whom her doctor ever she chooses. She. Do you see how insane this is? The lunatic at the head of the lunatics asylum in uh, the California State Senate just told everybody you can't use her and she, and then proceeded to use her and she nonstop. Why? Because that's correct. It's correct grammatically, and it's correct anatomically. It's correct biologically. And no amount of ridiculous PC trash is going to change any of the above. So this is it's just one small example, of course, of the insanity of the far left uh, by way of California, but it needed to be shared. All right, back to the phones we go. Who's been sitting here the longest? This time it looks like it's Norm. It's been there a while. Norm, thank you for waiting. Go ahead. You're on the air. I'll tell you what, Bob, I just got through wrapping my head with duct tape because (laughs) (laughs) I just can't believe the, like you said, the insanity, but the idiocy, it it just boggles your mind. But the thing that bothers me the most is if I was a male legislator out there and she said that, I would have stood up and I said, point of order, excuse me, but they, them, or whatever the hell you call yourself is out of your mind. (laughs) They is out of their mind. I mean, it it just can't be done. I mean, honestly, you know what? They they can try all they want, uh, Norm, but it just can't be done. It cannot be done in an educated society. You cannot just change language to fit some idiot's psychological deformity. They need to go, and I shouldn't say that. If they're psychologically deformed, I don't want to call them idiots, but idiots who enable and encourage their psychological illnesses, uh, to me, they are the idiots. Well, even these minor uh, kerfluffles, if you will, make it hard to be a Christian. Uh, what I'm calling about is, <clears throat> first of all, I want you to pass on to your daughter for me my thank you. And I say my thank you because her comments from the March on Life when she called in to you on the station mm-hmm. really moved me. Uh, I'm a member of the uh, Right to Life group of St. John Newman here in Strongsville, and every year... We collect baby bottles filled with change and come up with about, you know, three to $5,000 for Cleveland Pregnancy Center and Maggie's Place and things of that nature. Well, the comments by your daughter, as I said, Bob, truly, truly moved me. And then within 24, 48 hours, another person from that group moved me, Nick Sandman from Covington, Kentucky, because this young man stood there in the face of evil, 
And I'm not just talking about, uh, excuse me for being, I know I'm going to be called racist. but Just call him the drummer. Just call him the drummer so we don't have to get into that yeah, nonsense. The drummer. Yeah. yeah, the drummer. Uh, and that, <clears throat> that kind of lit the second fire in me. And I talked to my wife and I said, you know what? I says, I'm tired of sitting on the couch, wringing my hands and saying, oh, isn't this terrible? This is really upsetting. So thanks to your daughter, thanks to Nick Sandman, uh, you lit a fire, and uh, we're going to be expanding our Right to Life group at St. John Newman. We're going to be partnering with our partner, our, uh, our sister church here in Stronsville, St. Joe's. And uh, basically, we're going to be more proactive, not reactive. We're going to be more proactive. And I was reading some of the... Uh, items from Sun Tzu's uh, The Art of War. Mm. There's some really, really good things in there about, you know, you think about, well, you don't have enough resources, you don't have enough people. But, you know, in the uh, Sun Tzu Art of War, he came up with something, and I'm just going to read this real quickly. There are no more than five musical notes, yet the combination of these five notes gives rise to more melodies than ever can be heard. There are no more than five primary colors, Yet in combination, they produce more hues than can be seen. And there are no more than five cardinal tastes, yet the combination of them yield more flavors than can be imagined. So when it comes to saying, well, gee, woe is us, we don't have enough people, don't have enough resources, BS. We do. Only if we think we don't will we fail. And believe me, Bob, I'm not going to fail. Uh, being the Navy man that you know I refer to myself as, one of my heroes was John Paul Jones. And his most famous saying was, I have not yet begun to fight. And I'll just leave the program with that, because, Bob, believe me, I have not yet begun to fight. God oh, bless I believe you. you. I absolutely believe you, and I know that, uh, Norm, and I thank you so much. Uh, and I don't know too many people who fight as hard as you do either. Uh, thank you, my friend. God bless. And I will pass along your uh, complimentary words to my daughter, who is in school this morning, of course. Stephanie is in North Olmstead next, AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Stephanie. Go ahead. Fine. Um, how are you today? I'm wonderful, thank you. And you? Okay. I'd like to talk about uh, the border wall. Please do. And why all this um, commotion there? Immigration to our borders really is nothing but a new globalist movement. And I was thinking about that letter Trump sent to Pelosi, where he said you can't take a government plane. Right. And where did he say in that letter he said to Brussels, Egypt, and Afghanistan? Correct. And I think he was sending a message when he says Brussels, because Brussels, Belgium, is the headquarters of the New World Order. And so it's apparent to me that Trump um, knows what's going on, and I think he gave a clue to the people. But in the evening news, they blotted out how you white out. They blotted out Brussels and they blotted out Egypt and they just focused on Afghanistan. And two days later, he tweeted out, <clears throat> he says, if we don't have this border wall, the United States of America or our country, he said, will cease to exist. And I thought, wow, they never talked about that tweet again. Now I want to read you something. <clears throat> at, uh, and Merkel at the Conrad Aden Foundation in Berlin she condemned those people, which are political leaders, about listening to the will of their people. She said the German people are just individuals who are living in a country. The German people are whoever migrates to Germany as a result of the U.N. Migration Pact that she 
I'm Tiffany. I have some tips for you on how to quit smoking like I did. First, I did some reading about it. I found a lot of great advice on how to quit smoking and picked out the ways I thought would work best for me. I started by setting a quit date. Then I threw out my ashtrays, lighters, and matches. I did other things, too, like exercising more, and it worked. But I'd still get cravings, especially on long car rides. To help me with that, I put a picture of my mother in my car. She died of lung cancer from smoking cigarettes when I was only 16. Now I have a 16-year-old daughter. That picture of my mother reminds me that I don't want to miss all the things my daughter is going to do in her life, including turning 17. You can quit. For free help, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and CDC. All right, 1028, the Bob France Authority continues. I'm a little bit worried about doing this, but Donnie and Euclid, are you there, Donnie? Yes, I am. How are you doing? All right. I'm good, Donnie. Go ahead. What's on your mind? I just wanted to compliment you because uh, shows have been nothing but good all this week. I'm Thank just you. one of one of the, I guess one of the things that I, my biggest concern about is the fact that I'm hoping that a lot of the voters will take a real good hard look at the fact that Donald Trump may be at the point to where he would declare a national emergency because the thing that they should look askance at Nancy Pelosi about is the fact that if he does that would involve military personnel building the wall if if they if if she would swallow her pride and and, uh, and give some cooperation that would involve civilian contractors to build the wall so that's putting people out of work she that's what she doesn't want uh, uh, civilians to build it she doesn't want people to get those jobs think about that donnie uh, that would help the president if the job numbers got better because uh, American contractors, civilian contractors, got the uh, wall project to build 700 miles of wall or whatever it is. It's going to put thousands of workers on payrolls, and that helps the president. I said this in the beginning of the show, and I'll double down on it right now. For the next two years, you will see Democrats actively trying to hurt this country, actively Absolutely. trying to hurt. That's right, employers and employment. Uh, they're going to try to hurt uh, this country uh, economically. They're going to try to hurt this country and weaken this country militarily, crime-wise, and everything else. Because if we continue on the course that we're on right now, which is a positive course for the first two years of the Trump presidency, he will get reelected. They must sabotage all of it in order to say, see, we have to get rid of Trump, vote for our Democrat nominee. That is their goal right now. The next two years, they will try to destroy this country. Uh, it's 1030 news time now. More of your calls after this. AM 1420. Ten thirty-five, twenty-five minutes of outstanding, awesome left for you on this edition of the Bob France Authority. Don't don't forget Mike Gallagher, of course, will be coming up next. Um, I can't urge you strongly enough to follow and find PragerU videos online where you can. There's another lawsuit, by the way, as Prager University is continuing to be shut out and censored as if it is somehow hate speech. Uh, the videos that they put together by YouTube and other uh, uh, social sites and uh, video streaming sites, it's really a tragedy that they continue to try to silence strong conservative voices, especially those that are as pleasant 
and as as honest and professional as Dennis Prager's videos are. Um, you know, you know me. I can be professional, but I can also be uh, just a little bit rambunctious with language. And I will call people idiots, and I will call people jerks if they're idiots and if they're jerks. And I will do these kinds of things, and I'll engage down in gutter warfare if that is the you know the, what is required at a certain time. Dennis Prager and those who do the narration and the commentary for Prager University videos do no such things. Everything is 100% factual. Everything is 100% professional. Everything is 100% dignified and responsible. And I salute and commend him for that. And for those uh, organizations to take his videos down. I mean, just as an example, again, listening to the lunatics on the left uh, this week talking about um, uh, Medicare for all. You know, Kamala Harris wants Medicare for all. Uh, She said, absolutely no wall will be built. And I I think she's doing a little uh, chant, Medicare for all and no no way to a wall. Uh, All of this socialized medicine and socialism, quite frankly, period, You've got to see the video, the Prague University video. I was going to play it this week, but I just don't have time. It's about five minutes long. But there's a video uh, on PragerU that declares Democrat socialism or Democratic socialism is no different than socialism. It is all still socialism. It's something that I've been posting on my social media everywhere I can find. And I'm on Twitter and I'm on Facebook at France Radio, F-R-A-N-T-Z Radio. I've been pushing it, and I want more and more people to see it as they continue to try to censor it because it is that important. So if you're online today and you get an opportunity, uh, follow me on social media and you'll find it, or just look for it yourself, Google it up or search for it, uh, Prager University and Socialism versus Democratic Socialism. You'll be, uh, you'll be amazed. All right, I'm going to go back to the phones, and we're going to talk to who has been waiting the longest. It looks like it is going to be Jan in Cleveland. On AM 1420, The Answer. Hi, Jan, go ahead. Oh, hi. You know, this idea of international socialism has been around for over 100 years, and that is definitely, I am totally convinced the Democratic Party is wants to go socialism, and eventually it seems like uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Nancy Pelosi does not uh, adhere to the international socialism. And, uh, you know, you, you were talking about... I, I, I'm gonna, let me say this in response to that, Jan. I, I don't think she will, um, but she's boxed in, like I said, with this wall situation. Right now, the younger socialist extremist version of the Democrat Party is taking it over. You know, this freshman class of uh, of, of, uh, of Congress, Democrat uh, Congresswomen and men, including uh, Cortez, it, their their approval ratings, their popularity is off the charts, and they have bucked the traditional Democrat liberalism that Nancy Pelosi represents. They have, you know, gone like I said to an extreme, and so I don't think she would ever truly embrace it. But she knows right now she's boxed in, and she can't push back against them, or she's going to lose her speakership. She's going to lose the support of the rest of the, uh, you know, the Democrats in the, in the Congress. No. But because the the old guard of Democrats are they're in danger. They're in danger. They are being they are being overtaken by a wild, radical, and highly populated uh, movement of extreme liberals that embrace late-term abortions, full-on uh, uh, socialist uh, 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 economy, and so forth. So it's really inter- going to be interesting to see how she and the other Democrats who are part of the old guard. No, uh, deal to with me, that. to me, she <clears throat> has sold her soul for the sake of the party. It's the party at all costs. She doesn't care how many Americans die from from drug overdose 
and she's interested in in getting as many people in uh, to to have a more powerful uh, voting block with uh, with immigrants in the country. To me, she uh, I'm sorry, uh, she she is I believe she is a socialist. She and. Uh, well, uh, you know, and we, we can we can agree to disagree on that. Um, I, I think she may be forced into accepting some of those things. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's what she chooses. I just think that's where the party is headed right now. If, if she, she wants to maintain control of it, she America, has to listen, look at what's popular. Well, she doesn't. She doesn't. Jen, she doesn't care about America. Quite frankly, if any of them cared about America, they wouldn't be Democrats. And that might sound extreme, but in all seriousness, they wouldn't be trying to take more of your money out of your pocket and put it in the government's pocket so that they can dole it out. Okay. Well, you're right, but it's. I mean, there's a difference between you know high tax and spend liberalism and full on socialism. I think the full on socialism is on the way. I think she'd be comfortable with the high tax and spend big government liberalism. Uh, but but we're pushing past that into socialism. She may have to glom onto it to maintain control right now. Like I said, because I think it's a runaway freight train in the Democrat Party, particularly with the younger crowd. Uh, Jan, thanks for the call. Much appreciated. Matthew Medina next. AM fourteen twenty. The answer. Hi, Matthew. Good morning, Bob. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, I want to speak on the wall a little Mm. bit. Over two years ago, I called my congressman, and I suggested this because I'm a war veteran and I have a pretty good idea about war. I suggested that we bring troops from Germany. They've been there for 74 years. Bring some troops from Japan. They've been there for 74 years. What the hell they're doing there, I don't know. But anyhow, let the Army build this fence and they will charge this fence with electric. The Army will patrol this with dogs, and we will put an end to all of this. He never said a word to the president, and I think that he gave me a stab in the back because he was took the information and didn't do nothing with it, so I got no use for him. But anyhow, getting back to uh, uh, Mr. Trump... Uh, Nancy Pelosi hates Mr. Trump more than she loves this country. Do you believe that? Yes, I do. I th- not just her. Not just her. There are a lot no, of Democrats that sure. I believe hate this, hate, hate, uh, hate Donald Trump more than they love the country. Absolutely they, true. For a fact. And they are, to me, they are nothing but traitors. They are traitors and they should be put up against the wall and you know what. But anyhow, and getting back to this abortion thing, uh, I, uh, con- I con- called our uh, diocese in Cleveland, Catholic diocese. Yeah. And I wanted to get the Pope's number. Do you know that they don't even have his telephone number? I can't hardly believe that they don't. Well, they're not going to give it out. They're, 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 they don't have a. I don't think they have a switchboard in the Vatican that is screening calls for the for the Pope. They just uh, they prefer <laughs> that nobody try to reach well, the Pope. Well, I want to get this Pope. I want to get him out of the Vatican and get him over here. And take and, and and go after this guy from New York because this guy is a butcher, and uh, the Catholic Church has been completely silent. And I'm a Catholic, and when I go to church Sunday, I'm going to let them know about it too. But anyhow, uh, getting back to uh, to uh, this governor, I'm going to find his number somehow. And I'm going to call him, and this is going to prey on this man's mind. For the rest of his life, for what he did, it's going to be a case of every time he hears a baby cry, 
this is going to keep gnawing at him, Bob, gnawing at him and gnawing at him as well it should and his whole family too. He doesn't know that he destroyed himself. Well, Matthew, I would like to I would like to think that is the case that there's a conscience inside the man, but um, I don't th- you know he's not he's not a baby himself. He's not. And thanks for the call, Matthew. He's not a Andrew Cuomo, uh, Ralph Northam. These two governors, um, they're they're grown men. Uh, they they think before they speak, and they knew what they were doing. Andrew Cuomo signed that New York bill for for abortion right up to the moment of birth, uh, and did so cavalierly. He did so happily. He celebrated his decision to sign that with uh, with uh, lighting up the uh, various landmarks in New York in pink to celebrate this right for women to butcher their babies uh, right at the moment of birth. Uh, you think he's going to go stay up at night? You think his uh, conscience is going to bother him? I don't. And I don't think that Ralph Northam in uh, um, in uh, uh, Virginia is either. He actually made a statement yesterday saying he regrets nothing. He regrets nothing about what he said. That is stunning and shocking to me considering how many people have condemned and criticized this horrific statement. Uh, you know, one congressman or uh, senator, rather, Ben Sass, said he should get the, quote, get the hell out of office. Uh, uh, before what he has said in, in advocating not just for late term abortions, but for post birth abortion, which is murder. Uh, despite all of that, uh, Governor Northam in Virginia refused to disavow the comments and said, I don't have any regrets. It's a direct statement. I don't think these guys are going to be up at night listening to babies cry and feeling terrible about it. I don't think these guys are going to have pits in their stomach about how uh, awful this is. I think they're just possessed demonically, and I don't want to sound ridiculous when I say possessed by Satan, but I mean, whatever whatever it is that made them say it, um, they said it unapologetically, and I don't think they're going to come back from it. Thanks for the call, my friend. I appreciate that. Let me move to uh, Jerry in Brexville. Hi, Jerry. You're on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks for your patience. Go ahead. Yeah, Bob, it's time for Trump to show Pelosi and her minions who is the boss and get that wall started Monday. And another thing I think is this asylum thing and this DACA thing are big scams. They should be reviewed and eliminated. And another thing, I think whoever uh, uh, was responsible for uh, that uh, stone's House, that invasion of his house should be fired. And the Republican Party has got to be united. Are you there? Yes, sir, I'm listening. The Republican Party has to get united and uh, defeat these liberals, because if they don't, if they don't get united, these liberals, these nutty liberals running for president, are going to walk right into the White House. So, yeah, and, yeah. and well, one of them, yeah, one of them, and that's why they're going to do what I talked about before. Uh, they are going to absolutely uh, try to destroy this country and stop President Trump from having any more successes. The successes that he has been able to enjoy and to employ for the first two years of his presidency, if repeated for the second two years, he will be reelected. They're going to try to destroy him and the country in order to make sure that does not happen. I want to speak to your comment, though, about... Um, uh, the president being right and others for questioning and for condemning and calling for an investigation into FBI standards and practices because of what they did to Roger Stone uh, this past Sunday when they descended on his home at it's 6 o'clock in the morning with 29 SWAT 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, de- not decorated, SWAT wearing, I guess. Uh, so there, the, there's a 29 federal agents in SWAT tactical gear is what I'm trying to say. Sorry about the clumsiness of that. 29 agents. house because apparently there's a canal behind his house and if he tried to escape on the waters we're going to get him this show of force is absolutely reprehensible as noted by many people over the course of the last four or five days he's accused of lying to congress do you know how many people have lied to Congress in testimony over the course of the last six months, over the course of the last six years, over the course of the decades and decades and decades uh, of this country? And probably, I could guess I could say, in the two centuries plus. And none of them, even if they are charged with lying to Congress, are arrested with a show of force that, that made the, 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 the team of SEALs that we sent after Osama bin Laden look tame. A 66-year-old white-haired man charged with nonviolent crimes is treated like he's Osama bin Laden or El Chapo or somebody. It's simply not, it cannot be tolerated. And I want to say this, Lindsey Graham, again, who has just found a new spirit, uh, uh, you know, and, and I don't know why. I don't want to speculate as to why. But Lindsey Graham has been a champion of so many of these very important things for true conservatism. You know, he was part of the quote-unquote rhino crowd, along with John McCain, a little bit of... Um, I don't want to say never Trumper, but he always argued with the president, had a lot of disagreements with the president. But Lindsey Graham has found a new spirit and a new voice, and he came out on this uh, on a Twitter rant on Wednesday that I didn't read, that I really feel like I should, um, because it is simply, it's simply incomprehensible uh, what they did to Roger Stone. He wrote this Twitter spree, this tweet storm, if you want to call it that, in addition to a full letter to the FBI director about the tactics used in the arrest of Roger Stone. This was his tweet storm, and I feel like it's important. Although I am sure these tactics uh, would be standard procedure for the arrest, the arrest of a violent offender, I have questions regarding their necessity in this case. I am le- Hold on. Tell you what. I've got all of the tweets from Lindsey Graham, but I do not know if they are in ascending or descending order. I've got traffic here anyway, so let me get the traffic so I can sort that out and read them to you in the correct order. And then I'll take the rest of your phone calls on AM 1420, The Answer. All right, so I want to read this quickly, if I can, as promised, because I think it's important what the last caller was talking about um, with Roger Stone. Um, Lindsey Graham sent the following tweet storm out in explaining his own uh, uh, letter that he wrote to the director of the FBI over his great concern, his justifiably uh, great concern, over the way um, uh, over the way Roger Stone was treated. Quote, uh, from Lindsey Graham, today I wrote about the or to the FBI about the arrest of Roger Stone. My questions include, one, why was it necessary to arrest Mr. Stone at his home in the early morning hours rather than working through his attorneys to permit him to volunteer uh, to surrender voluntarily? Was the manner of Mr. Stone's arrest consistent with the arrests of and procedures for the arrests of similarly, similarly charged individuals? 
Were usual procedures for obtaining and executing arrest and search warrants followed with regard to Mr. Stone? Did the special counsel's office issue a press release and release the indictment to the press prior to informing Mr. Stone's attorneys of the arrest? Did anyone at the FBI, DOJ, or special counsel office alert CNN or any other media outlet or anyone outside of law enforcement that the arrest was going to occur in the morning of January 25th, 2019? Since his appointment, I have supported Special Counsel Mueller's ability to conduct his investigation without interference. Moreover, I have always been a strong admirer and supporter of the FBI. However, while I firmly support law enforcement taking into account threats to officer safety, flight risk, and the need to ensure evidence is preserved, I am leery that a subject of the Special Counsel's investigation, who had retained counsel, who had publicly stated that he believed that he would at some time, uh, some point be indicted, and was apparently willing to surrender voluntarily, was arrested in a pre-dawn raid at his home. Although I am sure these tactics would be standard procedure for the arrest of a violent offender, I have questions regarding their necessity in this case. He followed that up, did Lindsey Graham. Uh, by going on uh, Hannity on Fox on Wednesday night and said, the bottom line, this was over the top, and I don't know what message was being sent, but I personally didn't like it. I've been a prosecutor, a defense attorney, and it seemed to be sending the wrong message that if you cross Bob Mueller, look what's going to happen to you. Mueller, do your job, Lindsey Graham said, but these tactics are unacceptable given the level of threat here. Very, very accurate and very important to be said. Thank you to Senator Lindsey Graham. Again, I don't know where he got his guts, but he uh, he is truly uh, a champion right now. Uh, Kathy and Parma, you're on AM 1420, The Answer. Thanks for waiting, Kathy. Go ahead. Hi, Bob. Hey, I'm, I'm just thinking about this abortion and all the states that are ratifying these new, new uh, laws. Um, if it goes to the Supreme Court while Ruth Bader Ginsburg is MIA, um, it will probably be a four-to-four vote, and they'll send it back to the states, and more and more states will follow through with Washington, with uh, New York and Virginia. I'd like well, I don't comments. think you have to worry about that part of it. No, there's no row challenge that's coming in the next, you know, few months uh, where where Ruth Bader Ginsburg is ill or or whatever her situation is. It's it's probably going to be a lot further down the road. Uh, there will yes, be a nine there will be a nine member court seated at that point. And if uh, if if Ruth Bader Ginsburg her health returns somehow miraculously and she's able to continue, it will be decided with her on the court. Otherwise, it will be President Trump's third appointment. With with what they did to Kavanaugh, I can't see them pushing through, you know, another appointment without a lot of time passing. Well, you know, I don't know about that, and the reason why is because now that we had our elections, uh, the the margin's a little bigger. Instead of fifty one forty nine, it's fifty three forty seven now in terms of the uh, Senate makeup. So, uh, and we got rid of people like Jeff Flake, who is out now, uh, and and others. Yes, so, yeah. So I I CBS, think you know yeah. if if need be, you know, if we come to a point where an appointment is made, if Ruth Bader Ginsburg retires or is unable to continue to serve, uh, I think Amy Coney Barrett is the is the obvious next choice, and. Uh, and I think whatever challenge to Roe uh, that may be made is going to be made with her sitting in that seat. That's my guess. Well, that's what we'll pray for then. Yes, indeed. That's what I'm praying for. That's exactly what I'm praying for. Thank you, Kathy. God bless. I appreciate your phone call. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, let me get TJ in before the top of the hour, or the uh, top of the hour, and the end of the show. Hey, TJ, go ahead. Hi, Bob. Real quick, Bob. A hypo- hypothetical situation here. You have a loved one involved in a serious accident. You take them to the hospital, and you got two surgeons that can do the operation. 
One is Dr. Trump, who's the best at what he does. But he's got orange complexion, wild hair, he tweets too much. The other is Dr. Obama, who's not so good at what he does, but he makes you feel good and he gives you a thrill up your leg. Who are you going to pick to do the operation <laughs> on your young? I like the Chris Matthews reference in there with the thrill up the leg. Thank you, TJ, and your point is very well taken, and you're absolutely right. But uh, sadly, there are a lot of liberals in this country who would rather have Obama do their operation and botch it because it made them feel good. That's it. That's all the time we've got. Gallagher's next. We'll see you Monday on the Bob France Authority. Bye-bye. Enjoy the silence. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.